want to welcome everyone here today, and I'm sure on behalf of the family, of Matt's family, just how appreciative we all are that so many of his friends and family have taken time today to honor his life. Uh, you know, just for the spirit of that, just thinking of all that Matt has meant to us here, that matters a great deal to the family and to Matt, who is here in spirit. So a few just nuts and bolts before we get started. The way the service is going to go is I'm going to offer a set of readings. I'm going to offer a set of words. There'll be a brief opportunity to share. And we also invite people to join us at the Colmar Firehouse afterwards for a reception. And my name is Reverend Chuck Blair, Senior Pastor at New Church Live. And I want to start out just today by saying, as I offer these words, with days like today, there are no perfect words. We enter here today with hearts broken, with memories, with great memories, and hearts broken. So there are no perfect words, but maybe somewhere in this you'll hear something that may offer just a bit of peace, even just for today. So the first is from Isaiah 43, and now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Precious. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Fear not. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east, gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them back, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons, bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the final reading from John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, in the way you know. The words I want to offer at this time, it starts with just a simple acknowledgement that services like this are a time of great darkness and a time of great light. These are tragic circumstances mixed with wonderful memories of a good man. 
of someone who meant so much to so many in this room. And as with anything like this, it's like a dark room that we enter into and you just can glimpse maybe bits and pieces of light around the edges. And what do we need to remember? I think we need to remember God is here too. I really do believe with these circumstances that God's heart is the first to break and God grieves with us. Matthew, John, Yarrow, Matt, was born in North Penn Hospital to parents John and Lee, September 7th, 1976. Joined later by a dear stepdad, Krabby Daddy, <laughs> Dave Hoffman, who entered the picture later. And I do want to say, because so many of you are thinking the same thing, and this is for you, Lee. You are a great mom. You were his champion, still are his champion. You raised a terrific son. His education for Matt wound its way through graduating from North Penn High School, two years at Penn State, finishing up college at Drexel University with a Bachelor of Science in Computer Technology and Security. Along the way, he picked up many friends and, and dear, dear close relationships, and I wish I could name them all, but just know that he would want that acknowledged today. All of you who joined them, friends, family, loved ones, those who loved him dearly, who are all here today, who joined him on that path as he moved his way into adulthood, eventually finding a career as an IT service specialist, something one could imagine was deeply suited to his deeply analytical mind. What were his hobbies? And he was a man of hobbies. Kayaking, off-roading with Jeeps, home repairs, and renovations, and I wonder, I wonder at times when I was talking to people, you know, did he love doing those as much as he loved being asked by you to help them to do those? <laughs> RV camping, target shooting, dogs, scuba diving, plus many other things I'm sure that you will be able to share later on. Now through all this, what was Matt known for? Matt was known and many of you have commented on this, and no doubt this was something very true for him. He was a person with a true north. And those words that sort of pointed to that direction, those words that the true north that was his life by which, he, by which he navigated, I think they're words of honesty, loyalty, hard work. Maybe not always done perfectly, but done with a clear intention. And again, that helpfulness. Helpfulness shopping for an RV, helpfulness with flooring, helpfulness with all sorts of things. And I'd ask at this point, could everyone who he helped to do something, please raise your hand. A whole lot out there. And maybe just to add a little light to the moment, would anybody, could we get like three people just to shout out, he helped me too, and it could be lay a floor or whatever. Who wants to share one? Tile my bathroom. Tile my bathroom. What's another one? Tree off my roof. That would have been an adventure. Another one? Put new shingles on my roof. Put new shingles. Oh, yeah, these are all high danger things here. <laughs> you know, and you can imagine Matt. And, and Matt, he never made, I, you know, in the time I knew him, he just struck me as someone who never would have made a big deal about this. 
never would have said, well, don't you remember I did tile your bathroom? Not his way of doing things. His way was just to help. A quiet, consistent help in many, many people's lives. So we have to ask then, how is it that we hold these tragic circumstances of Matt's passing? I pick these passages on purpose because I think they point to something about life that is very significant. It talks first in Isaiah 43. It talks about walking through the fire. It doesn't say we avoid the fire. It doesn't say God will help us somehow to find a detour because sometimes life just has those parts to it where we walk through fire where we walk through a flood. It's the same with the, with the beautiful line from Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, my cup, my cup runneth over. So we start there with holding it, that sometimes life is incredibly difficult. Even going back to the very story of creation, the story of creation where God says he makes things and he makes them good, not perfect. And there's no doubt that Matt wrestled with a pain that he believed was unbearable. A fire, a flood, a shadow. A pain hidden from us whose seeds we really don't know. That means, of course, that we can all be challenged by the question, why and what could I have done? Probably many of you in here wrestle with that. And I think the why question comes down to two. There's the first, the big God question, like why could God allow this to happen? And I just believe we get to make choices. And sometimes those choices are very painful. God's heart, I want to say again, is always the first to break. And then there's also the why, where we may wonder, like, well, why would Matt have chosen this? Why did he choose this path? And what I would offer there is we may never know. There may never actually be an answer that satisfies or answers all questions. And the other question. People oftentimes wrestle with guilt. What if I had called? What if I had seen him? What if I had this? What if I had that? I think those are things we speak of with friends and family. And then we do the best we can to really understand that this was a darkness beyond what any one person could have solved. <coughs> and what I do know as well is that at times life does become so dark for people they mistakenly and tragically believe that this is the only way they can find relief. I want to share with you now probably the most significant thing. I'm going to build a story around Probably the most significant thing I can share with you today. Again, you think of Matt and his character. You think of who he is as a man. You think of all he meant to all of us. And I want to tell you a story about another man, a man by the name of Kevin Hines, who I got to speak down at the University of Pennsylvania Medical Center about a month ago. Kevin is one of a handful of people that have actually survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And he, for some miraculous reason, survived. 
And as he's laying in his hospital bed, he's thinking, well, why, why did I survive? Like, what was the point? And he realized that his job was to go around and talk to people. Talk to people about suicide. Share about what that is like when you struggle. And this is what he shared, I think, that's so significant. <coughs> he looked at the audience. And he said to all of us who've lost someone that way, someone close in us, I have this to share with you. And I want you all to hear it. So I'm going to share that with you. And it's a very simple statement. You did love him enough. You did love him enough. I think that's such an important place to be, that love is what we all share here today, a love for this incredible man. And what is Matt's life now? I think it's important, again, that the, the, the passages I read, they talk about facing the fire, facing the flood, facing the shadow of death, and then we move through it. And I love in the 23rd Psalm where it says the shadow of death. Because that's what it is. It's a shadow. A shadow is only this. A shadow is just the absence of light. No reality in and of itself. It's just a shadow. And so Matt is waking up in heaven. A place of tenderness and a place of freedom. Picture him waking. Picture him waking to what he would be waking to. Surrounded by angels. The word for angel in Hebrew means messenger. And those messages are messages of pure, unadulterated love. Messengers from those who have passed on before with him now. Messengers to carry him home. And heaven also is a place of work. Matt will come and it will be a relief when he can see and address those areas of darkness that took his life and be moved more and more into the light. And through that, Matt will find home. And what is that home? Well, that home in heaven is a place where we continue to grow and grow and grow. I love the idea that in this life and the next, the furthest we can ever get is just a seed for the next. The furthest we can ever get is just a seed for the next. And what God does, and please listen carefully to this, God takes our very best intentions. He takes Matt's very best self. That self that you knew. That self that left goofy messages. That self that you could call any time to ask to take the tree off of the roof. That self that loved dogs. That self that loved to talk about RVs and what one you should buy. That self. That self. And what God does over time is more and more in a way that is just gentle and loving. That self comes more and more into life. The shadow disappearing. The light of Matt. Of Matt. Growing to all eternity. That's the miracle I believe, of heaven. And what will happen, those things that were so important to him, serving, caring, loving, 
will develop more and more to all eternity. That is God's grace. That is Matt's soul. That is where life moves. And what then is it for us here to do in our grief? Well, the first is to be so clear to everyone. And Matt would want me to say this. Get help if you need it. This is a hard time. This is not one easy to hold or easy to understand. Get help if you need it. And the second is a very simple thing. Love. Love. That's what we're left with doing. In preparing with this sermon, I talked to a dear friend, one of my best friends, who lost his brother, a former Marine, to suicide as well. And he wrote this beautiful piece, beautiful piece, a short poem. He said, I want to know. I will never know. I will never know the path of another. I will never know what another has experienced. I will never know the demons another wrestles with. I will never know but this, but I can love. And that's what we can do. And what might Matt's words be for us? Eleven words come to mind. And I'm going to read through them twice. The second time I read through them, I'd invite you, if you feel like it, to read through them with me. These are the 11 words. Please forgive me. I forgive you. Thank you. I love you. And if you'd like to say this with me a second time, you're welcome. Please forgive me. I forgive you. Thank you. I love you. Now I'd like to have a space where some folks, if they would like to come up and share briefly about Matt, would be welcome to do it now, and you're welcome to share as well as the firehouse. We have space for a few people who might like to share something. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> The sum of a man is not measured in a single action, but the totality of his existence. Matt was a true friend to so many people. He was the most selfless person I knew, always giving of himself to help others. I think everyone here has likely had their car serviced at Mangrode Garage or had Matt help them with some kind of home project they considered insurmountable. I owe Matt more in contractor fees than I could ever repay. Matt was so talented at everything he did. Trust me, we went to college together. He was a craftsman, a carpenter, a mechanic, an electrician, an advanced scuba diver, a Jeep enthusiast, an IT and security specialist. But the thing I remember most is how much he shared himself so freely. I could always depend on him to go out for a beer if I needed to talk or take me on my next big adventure. He never asked or expected anything in return for all the things he did. Family is not only defined by blood, but by an indescribable bond shared between people. And I'm sure I'm not alone in those that felt that with Matt. Matt was my big brother. He taught me how to be a man. He taught me how to appreciate craft beer, eat hot sauce, work on cars, and tackle projects I never thought I could. He, he's left such a huge impression on my life. I can honestly say I would not be the person I am today without him. 
We feel so much pain without him in this world, but I think he did more in his 39 years than most people do in a lifetime. He was loved by so many, and I'm sure I'm not alone in saying I would have done anything for him. I think it's important to remember the good times we shared with him. I think it's important for us to follow his example of selflessly helping others. In doing these things, we honor his memory and pay him the respect he so duly deserves. I will never forget my friend. think of a better way than to write a letter. Dear little bro, well, not so little. I have so many memories. I remember the day I was going to be a big sister. I was so excited. And the next day, I remember the day you were born. Seems like it was yesterday. The next day was my first day of first grade, and I got on the bus and blurted out to the bus driver, I'm a big sister and I have a baby brother. I couldn't wait for you to come home and meet you. I begged to hold you, and I couldn't wait to give you a bottle. I had my own little live baby doll. We spent many Saturday nights together when I babysat kids at you. Lots of snacks, sorry. <laughs> Watched TV and even taught me how to play Mario Brothers. I remember how proud I was to watch you graduate from Marines Boot Camp in Paris Island. It was on that, sorry, most of you who still hang out with me, this is where we started throwing our empty cans in the middle of the floor for someone to get us our next drink. We still do it to this day. When we bought our house, you were there most ever, almost every weekend selflessly, there's that word again, John, helping us make our house a home. I'm pretty sure it was one of my favorite summers. You were so good with Frankie and Emily. I knew you adored them and they adored you. There are so many more memories I could go on for weeks and months. I have to tell you, I wasn't done with the memories and I don't think I'll ever understand this, but words can't describe how much I miss you already and you'll always be, always and forever be in my heart. Love your big sis. anyone else like to say something at this time? All right, we'll close with a prayer. Lord, thank you. Thank you for Matt. Thank you, Lord, for all that he's meant in our lives. Thank you for that wonderful presence, that selflessness, that loyalty, that dedication. Thank you, Lord. In some way, allow Matt to feel in his heart the stirrings, even in this time of loss. Allow him, Lord, to feel the stirrings of our hearts, those stirrings of love, of dear love that we hold for our friend, brother, son, confidant. Allow him, Lord, to feel how much he meant in our lives, Lord, and allow us to carry forth in spirit all those tremendous gifts that he brought. Be with his family, Lord, at this time of loss. Be with his friends, Lord, 
at this time of loss. Be with us, Lord, at this time of loss. And Lord, finally, welcome at home. Hold him tenderly. Hold him with love. Hold him with care until we see him again. In your name, we pray. Amen.